What's going on, Irregulars? Welcome back on another Thursday. It's your boy, Bobby. <laughs> an asshole. Just kidding. It's Katie. Yeah. But did I sound like you? You did a pretty good job. I'm not going to lie. Thank um, you. I love how that's like now a thing. You know what I mean? I mean, I hate it because like everybody makes fun he of me. He loves it. No, I hate I it. I hate saying it's your girl, Katie. Like, I don't. That's not me. Yeah, I know. So. You said, we, need it. we need a tagline yeah. for you. Like, We're you not need- accepting recommendations yeah i mean i got mine it's kind of sold at this point you know i have i don't really have a choice um and yeah actually the guys down in florida like played it on the i think i mentioned this before they played it on uh scott's tv and they slowed it down like the podcast down to like half speed and it was just like and then they snapped chatted it to me and i was like motherfuckers oh you weren't even there no no no, god damn it there was like a whole party of people too i was like motherfucker love that (laughs) all right well before we get into our weekends uh i just wanted to make an announcement we are looking for guests um last week's episode which let's just quickly say like last week was just oh my gosh Where, where do we begin Jay and Sarah, if you have not listened to episode 24, it was one for the books. Yeah, so many people reached out and they were just like, like I said, people who I haven't talked to in like a couple weeks or even a couple months or something like that. And they, but I knew they were listeners. They like reach out and they're like, bruh, what the fuck? And I knew exactly what they were talking about. And I I would just respond back like, pretty wild, right? (laughs) Yeah, that was, it was amazing. Um, So again, a big thank you to Jay and Sarah for opening up about their polyamorous relationship and having a relationship with a woman named gabby uh they have actually decided they're going to start their own podcast as well if i'm not mis- yeah if i'm not mistaken they went to go record their first episode last was that last night i think I it was last remember. night my sense of time is off yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i think they recorded their first episode last night so we're gonna um we're going to look forward to cross-promoting with those yeah, guys absolutely. it's gonna be pretty cool pretty cool but that uh with that said we're looking for more guests we we're so excited to travel outside of our network last week. We've been so fortunate to have such a great network of friends and family to pull from thus far. But being able to talk to someone that we have never met before was just really cool. So if you would like to be on the show, please hit us up. Slide in the DMs. I'm not getting any DMs. So this is what it takes to DM me. Like, um, I guess I'm fine with that. But um, um, just, you know, make us an offer we can't refuse. We're looking for unique stories, uh, maybe a struggle that you've been through, something that you want to bring awareness to. Yeah, like something you're super passionate about. You know, some it can be literally simple to as that. It's like, I'm really passionate about xyz you know like what i mean starfish like do you like starfish like come talk about it with us like yeah, we don't what? know anything about starfish yeah what how did you come up with there's that? a starfish behind your head on the wall <laughs> but okay so um all right anyway how was your weekend bobby <laughs> it was good it was good real low-key like i kept it simple uh i work surprise surprise uh just worked all weekend and then um me and my buddy nick went out uh and alec went out to your life gym we had spoke about it i think it was episode 11 um the first mental health and physical health gym you know that is out there and uh crush a good workout and whatnot so you've probably seen on my instagram story me sharing different things from from there you know working together with a foundation called heart support as well too so we're looking to uh, build a relationship and hopefully get joel chandler um, who's the head trainer there on the podcast as well to uh, speak to you know like i said the first mental and physical health gym so uh, me nick and alex just went out there i'm so sore from from our workout it was it was just a good time grab grab some good food afterwards and you know at a primati brothers they have like fat sandwiches so we basically like neglected our entire workout from you know like we great workout and then we just shoved these disgusting sandwiches down our throats so uh but besides that yeah it was pretty simple simple weekend how about yourself well last week i think if you guys know me at all i was i was holding back a little bit last week (laughs) i was still recovering a little bit from the mess that i had created last weekend what type of mess uh well for those of you who don't know or have chosen to forget last sunday was valentine's day and we chose most of us chose to forget just to let you know so did i on valentine's day um (laughs) so i've been seeing a guy for a couple months now uh still not a boyfriend because i have trust issues etc but yeah so basically i have been working really hard in therapy like i've mentioned to get through some toxic traumatic learned behaviors that i kind of grew into in my previous relationship so it's been tough for me to start feeling like I was ready to date in general as we know Uh, I had actually sworn off dating forever I went on one hinge date uh, I'm sorry three hinge dates with the same guy and I was like 
fuck this. Like, um, I'm getting therapy. I'm going to work on me. I'm going to figure myself out. And then I met this guy that I'm seeing now out of nowhere. And things have been really, really good so far. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So how did you destroy so it? So naturally, everything was going well. So my brain was like, things are going, you're happy. Like, he, this is pretty healthy. Like, sabotage it. Fuck it up. Like, Fight a fight. So it's like the devil on your shoulder. Like, yo, pst, fuck this thing up. Let's yeah, get, let's do this. It was like we had a wonderful night together on Friday, and I woke up and I was like, you know that meme from The Grinch where it's like he starts to like put on the Santa suit and he's like, help me, I'm feeling like yeah. that's exactly how I started to feel. Gotta love it. Friday night, and I'm like, in the moment when I'm with him, I'm like, this is great, and then I wake up Saturday and I'm doing my thing, and I'm like, holy shit, like what? Am- this is not going to end well, like abort mission. So I, I go out with my friend Saturday night, get pretty tuned up. And uh, around 3 a.m., um, I'm still going. And he sends me a text. He gets up to go to the bathroom. And he's just doing like talk to text. And <laughs> he spelled my name K-A-T-I-E, which for those of you who should fucking know, it's spelled K-A-I-T-Y. And tequila katie and me was like you don't know how to spell my name like do you even know anything about me do you even like me at all and i'm like and and i know like i knew that 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 it wasn't that big of a deal but i think i was just like searching for something to get pissed about so yeah that sounds uh that sounds good yeah the opportunity presented itself and i was like let's fucking go so (laughs) yeah so that carried into sunday morning which was valentine's day i woke up and i was feeling like I still had rage in my heart and, and it was unsolicited rage completely so I'm like I'm not gonna text him first I'm gonna wait for him to hit me up and like we had plans he was supposed to come over make me dinner drink wine like have a chill valentine's day because we're not like a couple but I mean we've been seeing you're enough there. yeah enough like I'm definitely not hitting anybody else up on valentine's day yeah. so I thought so <laughs> so my friends end up facetiming me like hey let's go get breakfast and by that they mean like let's go get wasted so 9 a.m i'm like in my head i'm like okay well he didn't text me yet so like i'll just go get a bloody mary and have like eggs and i'll like feel better and like i'll hit him up and everything will be fine and then like that's not what happened i just like started like seeing red and like i'm like you know what would make this a good day if i just take shots of rumplemints and then blame the whole day on him fake a fight and make him think it's his fault and then that way i can booze with my friends and i can avoid the feelings and also make him think it's his fault in the same breath like what do you think and all my friends are like you're insane and i'm like you're insane here's another shot (laughs) so so we're doing it like at one point one of my friends looked at me and he's like i feel like you know what you're doing right because i'm like oh what do i do guys like we're fighting then around 7 p.m i started to kind of sober up and i was like oh oh no Oh shit! What did I do? What am I doing? And I'm trying to like reel it in, and I'm like, I'm, I'm really sorry. Like, I don't, I didn't mean anything I said. He's like, uh, can we just like, let's just talk tomorrow. So, when we recorded the episode last week, it, that was tomorrow, and we had not yet discussed anything. Um, so I took him out to a nice dinner this past Friday, picked up the tab. Um, you suck up. You know. You're a kiss ass. I, I, I had to. Dude, it was damage control. How's, how's that shit smell in your nose, you brown <laughs> Well, I had to. I was like, I really got to like, I got to pull out, pull out all the stops. So we're fine now. Everything's okay. I'm in a better place. And I'm just trying to live in the moment and not overthink things, which shout out to my females out there. We all know like that's hard. So Ch- chill. Uh, guys overthink everything too. Trust me. So that's that's where I'm at. I had a good weekend. I'm trying to keep things chill and happy and stay tuned next week to see where I'm at. <laughs> stay tuned until next week to see how I fuck it up this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, to get into the episode this week, uh, we have a guest with us. We do want to mention before we get into this topic that some of the material in this episode may be triggering to those who struggle with their relationship with food or eating disorders. So we just wanted to let you guys know and make sure that you're aware of the sensitivity of this subject before we get into it. This is a guest who um, I've actually known probably since I was like, I think 12 years old, um, met middle school and whatnot. And she actually reached out to us and was like, hey, there's some things that I want to discuss with you. But let's first let's instead of like bringing up the topic, let's introduce who she is. So 
I would like to welcome Shannon. How are you doing, Shannon? I'm doing well. Thank you, Bobby. It's exciting to have you on. Um, it's really weird to think from seventh grade when we met, did you ever think like if someone, first things first, were podcasts even a thing in seventh grade? And like, you I know, don't know. Not that I knew. No, nah, probably, probably. <laughs> I had instant messenger back then. That's all I know. Aim. Yeah, that's right. And then could you imagine though, if you're like, hey, you know, in like 20 years, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you'll be on this years? podcast. 20 years, I'm like 15 uh 12 it's oh chill it's like I pretty just turned close 30 so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah happy late birthday yesterday was shannon's birthday yes yes happy birthday happy birthday Thank so you. um shannon you reached out to us and you wanted to discuss some things um on the podcast on you know share on our platform um which what, just goes to show if you reach out and you have a good topic we will bring you on so yes so shannon we're not going to really it's an interesting topic i think that we talked about basically we're here to talk about food and people's relationship with food we don't want to preface it saying we're here to talk about eating disorders and body image but more over just how people have that relationship with food so um first of all before we get into that tell us about yourself Okay, so yes, my birthday was yesterday. I'm 30 years old. I have known Bobby for a very long time. We grew up in Pennsylvania, and I am going to be moving to Colorado as of this weekend. So, so many great things <laughs> happening for you. <laughs> lifelong resident moving out west very soon. Um, so I guess a little bit of background about my story. Um, and I do just like want to preface like before we go into anything that like I'm definitely not a medical or health professional in any way like I'm not like prescribing advice for anybody this is just like my personal experience and um, like I'm not the poster child for anything with food and relationships this but is that's just... what we like that's what makes this podcast what it is a regular person's take on what may be seen as an irregular topic yes so i just want to put that out there for anybody listening in case you know that was shannon's disclaimer <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was um so like a little bit of my background with like kind of how this came to be um i mean growing up i never really had like issues that i knew of revolving around like my body and food because like when you're a kid it's just like oh like food is food and like my body is whatever like you just like don't even think twice about it um and I think as I got older and I think like when I was like in, I did a lot when I was younger. I did like gymnastics. I was in dance. Like I was in every little curricular. You were very sport. involved. Yeah. Yes. So like it was just like never an issue for me. And I was just like always too busy, I guess, to like even like be aware of these things. And then I think like once I started like so with with my dance, like I was with a lot of older girls and um just like different things that like they would say and they'd be like oh because they're wearing like tight leotards and like things like that so like they're going through puberty and they're going through life changes and like I would just overhear them you know in like the dressing room talking and being like oh like you know this needs to be changed or like whatnot and then you just hear those things and I, you kind of just like pick up on it over time and I was like hmm I was like like I've never thought about myself that way and it kind of just like programs different things within you and then just like without shoving anybody under the bus because this is my story and not other people's like just certain people in my family like you just grow up around different things different dialogues of how people talk about themselves talk about their bodies their relationship with food and you kind of pick up on that and you adapt to that as well um and then I think like I just in general like when I would hear people like pick themselves apart it would be like oh am I supposed to do that about myself like it's almost like a conditioning yeah, like type absolutely. of thing so it wasn't something that I like became super conscious about and then like like I said like got into puberty and like all that good stuff um I think I just started to realize that like people were maturing more than I was and like, Girl, I, I feel that and, like, I feel that and like I said like I just turned 30 like I feel like I never developed in that way and so like that Same. was I think like <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> Which now I've got itty bitty titty committee. Let's just call it what it is. Amen. Okay? Amen. I still pray, but I don't think it's happening. Unless someone wants to buy me tits, just putting that out there. Anyway, back to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, totally. But I think like that was like my first real like awareness of, oh, I don't like something about my body type of thing. And um, from there, it kind of stemmed into. Um, and how old would you say approximately you were at this point? Mm, that was probably like in middle school, I would say, 
Like when people are like, oh, I'm getting laid. You're like, so, yeah, you're like 12 Sorry, to Bobby. <laughs> like, yeah, sorry, like, sorry, Bobby. When, right when we met. When, when, like, when we got our period. Is, well, I think yeah, it was like when Mother at. Nature decides to rain down on everybody except for you. Yeah. Basically. Whoa, um, whoa, chill, chill. <laughs> it rained down on me just in a different way. Like I didn't hit puberty until I hit. I always used to say I hit two puberties. Like because uh, my, like I would say like sophomore, junior year, like, you know, the balls dropped, got a little, you know, like deeper voice and whatnot. But I never got like big boy muscles and facial hair that didn't happen until college and True. like it, it, like i, I was confirm. a little i, I was a hun- i was 135 pounds my senior year like that's for, for a guy like that's that's a small dude so i know exactly what you mean yeah but like i didn't have the late bloom like yeah, you did yeah. so, like, it's, <laughs> it's just, all good and but like obviously like now i've come to terms of acceptance with it but at the time it was like i knew that i was supposed to be insecure about it like it was just like this conditioning like okay if you don't have you know b cup or whatever it is or d cup by this age like that was like my first issue with like my body and realizing like oh i need to be hyper aware of how my body looks. and that was before we even had instagram and social media too. Right. like because I, I remember being the same way like i can't even imagine what kids must be going through today oh that's wild gosh. to even think about oh yeah so and then basically this translates into like i said like people in my family have definitely had like an influence on like my personal struggle but i'm not going to throw them under the bus because i just don't feel like that's right to do um but they definitely did influence just like my eating patterns and just like different behaviors around food that i wasn't even consciously aware of so it was just like things that i was doing because of my influence of what i'm around like you know nurture versus nature type of thing so um going into i guess high school and like sort of transitioning into college um that's when it got like pretty heavy for me because I was in what I've noticed is like what triggers me emotionally especially is breakups with significant others and I think like a lot of people can relate to that like what is the first thing that you do when you break up with somebody you go and get the hot body Their event you go, body absolutely yeah. Yeah. yeah and I don't know what that is but it's always like oh, I don't need to change anything about me except for my physical appearance, which mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. it just doesn't make Which is like actually pro- more than likely the polar opposite of what yeah. needs to happen. Right. More than likely you need to change something within yourself. 100%. You know, like, yeah. I feel like I can always look back on, like you said, breakups. And like times like I'll look at my Instagram and I'm like, wow, I looked great. And then I think about it and I'm like, Oh, that's when I, I broke so, up with Sean. <laughs> not even the breakup, but I was so empty and sad, but I look beautiful. Like, damn. But, totally. But that, I feel like they definitely relate. Yep, absolutely. So that's something that I've noticed is a trigger for me for whatever reason, but I feel like that's for a lot of people. But so it was like my first serious relationship. It w- went in from high school to college and then kind of broke up with me, like going into college. And I think a lot of people, you know, are familiar with the freshman 15 or whatever. So I was going through a breakup plus emotional eating, plus smoking a lot of weed, plus just like doing all the things that you yeah, shouldn't yeah. be doing. But um, it led me to, like I said, I was like very active growing up. So then that led me to, as you get older, you can't do every yeah. single activity. So all those things in contribution um, led me to gain more weight than I was used to gaining. And I did not like what I saw in the mirror. So Obviously. can I ask prior yeah, to yeah. this, were you as conscious, would you say that you had an, an issue with food or an unhealthy relationship with food prior to this? I did, but I didn't, I wasn't aware of it until way later on in life. Okay, like okay. these were things that I had done. You're like, you're like looking back now, you're like, I had a problem. Is that yes. kind of like what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I'll give you an example. Like, so I like to say that I was basically raised in a drive through because I was um, like, like a, like a food drive through. Yes. Like McDonald's. Yes. Nice. Yes. Like AM to PM. So I did, a, like I said, I was involved in a lot of activities on top of like sports and dancing. I was going to auditions for like just different things. I was just like very involved in like everything. Like I had my hands in all the baskets. Um, so that's how I would get nourishment throughout my life, which is like, there's nothing wrong with drive-thrus but um that's when you were young your body was processing it exactly differently than it does now that we're and it's also hard when you're that involved when you're that involved in stuff like you can't just go and like go home and cook like a healthy meal or like whatever like you got to get something fast you know i mean because you're going from a sport to an audition to this it's like all right well the fuck else is there you know and i want to mention too when shannon says she's auditioning she is a singer and she has a beautiful voice so that's what these auditions were for thank you katie so basically like that experience was like my first introduction to like binge eating if you will because i was like taught to eat and run like rush while you eat type of thing 
and it was just like there was no like structure to my eating like I was never sitting down at a dinner table like being present and like things like that but as a child you don't care you love the drive-thru you're like yeah freaking kids meal like fucking cool. chicky nuggies yeah dude. exactly <laughs> so like that's what I mean when I say like yes it did start like earlier than I realized but like I wasn't you're not aware you know what I mean but that was like kind of my first introduction to those types of behaviors um and then like as I'm as I mentioned, like as I got older, um, was in relationships with other people and those relationships fell apart. Um, it would trigger an insecurity, trigger like sensitivity within my physical appearance. And then um, that led me to be like, okay, so how do I change this? And that led to me um, throwing up my food um, like all the time. And it was really challenging because when you're in college, you have a roommate and I'm pretty sure she knew and just didn't say anything because that's kind of an awkward conversation to yeah, have. Right. Yeah. How do you bring that up? Like, hey, um, you don't. <laughs> so, yeah, you don't. Yeah. So like I was running the shower um, all the time. Like so it's like nobody gets a shower that many times a day. So it's the shower like, doesn't really cover it up. I mean, we've all been at a significant other's house trying to run the, the, the water when we like have to go number two and like these things they, they don't mm. cover it up i'm like over here like girls do that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well sometimes i was also to be fair sometimes i was also running the shower um and doing like the whole like smoking and like doing the air dryer thing with like uh, do you know okay. what i'm talking about yeah if you run the shower while you like if you smoke a bowl or whatever you run the shower and you, and, you, and you blow it through oh, a air dry, like or a, dry, a dryer sheet. Yeah, that's what it is. Dryer, dryer sheet. sheet. Okay, okay. Blast okay. from the past. But yeah, yeah, so in fairness, it wasn't always that. So like, <laughs> like, like back in the day, we like, didn't have showers in our dorms like, though in Bloomsbury. We just had beds. Yeah. Oh, well, I was in a fancy dorm. I'm. Yeah. yeah, they yeah, were they were new. There. They were new. I just think it's funny how like we always like hide pot and like now it's like not a thing anymore. Like no one gives a fuck. I'm freaking moving to Colorado. But yeah, so true story. That's like how that um, behavior exhibited in my life was wasn't until like heavily until high school, college type of thing. I, di I did stuff like that before, but it wasn't habitual. It was never like, oh, this is what I do on a daily basis. But then. So can I ask, did it become yeah, sure. a daily thing for you? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And how long did that last? And and I, I want to say, too, like this is potentially going to be a trigger triggering episode for people so if yeah we should have also put that in the disclaimer yeah. my, my bad but i was i was hoping that um you know maybe people would pick up on that but yeah no so nah, nah, they're good my bad um yeah because i know that like back maybe like two years ago i couldn't have listened to an episode like this so and yes. i think you're also here to say that is okay yes it totally is you know come back to it when you're ready um and if you're never ready that's also fine. <laughs> so, okay. So how, about how long would you say that period lasted for you? Um, it's hard to say because I did go on and off with it um, because I knew the damage that it was doing. And like you were saying, like I'm a singer. So I it, didn't even think about that. It was doing like massive damage to, thankfully it didn't do um, enough damage to my vocal cords to damage them per per permanently. But um, yeah, cause she still crushes it. So. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, so it was it was like an on and off thing, but it was on a daily basis for even though it was on and off, like, you know, on and off relationships. It was probably like I'm trying to think. Wow. Maybe longer than I thought. Um, probably like eight years, probably. Ooh. Yeah. Well, and I think it's interesting, too, is. We were talking about this a little bit beforehand uh, with Liv. Uh, shout out to episode 20, 19. 19. Um, she does a lot of work with women who suffer from eating disorders. And she had said to me an interesting piece of it is, and it, it sounds like what you're describing sounds a lot like addiction, right? Because it essentially is an addiction. However, you can't escape food. It's part of your life every single day. And it's not like the drug that you can put down and walk away from and never come back to again. It's there every day and you need it to live. Absolutely. So I, can't, I never I, thought about that. Me either. And, and having her put that in our heads before and now listening to you talk about this, I'm like, oh, my God. Well, no wonder it was back and forth for so long. Like, you can't. You, Food's a necessity. Yeah, you cannot run it. Heroin isn't. You know what I mean? Right. So, like, it's, you know, not saying that they're, I mean, they're comparable in, in this case. But, like, you know, it's. Yeah. It's, I never thought about that as far as like comparing it to a, a drug addiction. Well, it sounds like an addiction. From what you're describing, sounds exactly like an addiction. 
Uh, yeah. It was. It's the addiction of like control. It's right. the addiction mm-hmm. of I can manipulate this situation. It's I can have my cake and eat it too because I was. Quite I was literally. eating, uh, but then I was instantly throwing it up. But like the same concept with addiction applies. Like it's isolating. It's a big secret. Like, Bobby, you've known me for a long time. Like, if you knew, like, please say something. But I don't think No. I mean, definitely not from, I would say, definitely not middle school, without a doubt. I also was, I mean, you also have to remember I was, like, a young, dumb kid, too, as well. So, like, you know, like. (laughs) Who knows anything? Yeah, I didn't know. I I mean, I don't, I barely know anything now. And I'm almost 30. (laughs) But I think it's, it's an interesting concept, though. It's, if you lose weight, we're like, oh, good for her. She's working out. Like cool that's good you wouldn't expect to be like oh she's probably puking every day like you wouldn't your head wouldn't even go there especially that young but that's the thing is like that was part of the reason well i mean it is a big secret because it's like why are you going to shout from the top of the roofs like that you have an eating disorder you don't want people to know how you're keeping your body the way you're keeping it and two if you say it out loud it becomes real and Mm -hmm. and if you do that and then it makes you feel like you're doing something wrong but what i'm doing is working so i'm not going to tell anybody right right Mm -hmm. so and it's like what you said like all the times when people would compliment my body like it was an affirmation for you yeah exactly so okay i'm gonna keep doing keep doing what you say compared to the eagles run the goddamn ball if keep running the ball until it stops working if this is working if i'm getting all these compliments i'm gonna keep doing what i'm telling me that it was working they were confirming that i looked good but they didn't and that's the thing is like and i've done this unintentionally as well like i've complimented people on their weight loss but like and i think everybody's intentions are good you want to compliment somebody right but you don't necessarily know what you're supporting by complimenting somebody's weight loss i never thought about it like that before and it sucks though because like complimenting someone is a good thing and you don't want to stop doing it because of one instance not saying that like this i mean this is obviously very powerful and very emotional for you and and it's important to like to discuss these things but you don't want to stop complimenting someone on possibly getting healthy on the on the fact that that they might be abusing their body in this sense and it's like well fuck like what do i do you well, know i do I mean? want to get back to this because i'm interested to f- see what your take is on how what the alternative is but i want to let you get through your story first no it's okay too. it's kind of long so, <laughs> <laughs> but like what you were saying like it's just like you know we've been conditioned through society like forget my story we've all been conditioned to think that weight loss equals health or what your weight is equals that you're healthy in some form or whatever it's like you can be at any size and be healthy your weight and your appearance literally has nothing to do with your health. Like, they're not interchangeable. Like, do you know what to, I'm saying? I, I would say to a point. Because, well, yes, yeah. to a point. Because, like, if you're, if you're five foot nothing and 300 pounds, I, I don't care. You know what I mean? Yes, like, yes, there's, yes. Yeah. But, okay, yeah, I should have worded that differently. I just meant, like, people think, like, only if you are, are skinny or, like, shredded, look, yeah. Yeah, you know or, like, I mean? for you, right, exactly. Like, that means you're healthy. Well, you don't know how they got to that point. Maybe the way that they did it was super unhealthy. I mean, steroids. Yeah, <laughs> you know absolutely, what I mean? like, absolutely. Right. And I think, too, that's an interesting point because eating disorders don't always have to be people who are super thin, right? They could be people who are binge eating, people who are overweight, too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, like people who, <clears throat> like, you know, you would, what did you say, the breakup body? You would get the breakup body, right? You know, there's people who break up and they're like, I am going to eat everything in my path because yep, I'm feeling this way. Yeah, I'm sh- either I'm sad or I know a lot of people who stress eat. I'm actually one of them. I When I'm stressed out, I'm like, get me a fucking cheesesteak right now and a beer. You know what I mean? And then I eat that. And then before you know it, mozzarella sticks are coming out. And then, you know, you're like, God damn it. Now I'm hungry. Making me hungry. Oh. Yeah, I know, right? And it's like, and you just keep going. And, you know, that's some form of an addiction or some form of a – um. Uh, you know, an eating disorder in the sense that you're constantly bringing food in as opposed to you are doing the polar opposite. But they're mm-hmm. they're the same. They're the same problem, just cut from a different cloth. Yes. Yes. And and like I've been on all ends of the spectrum. I've done like the emotional binge eating and I've also done the starve myself for three days and throw up. And like so I've been on all ends of the spectrum for the most part um, throughout my life. And it's just like <laughs> it's so interesting because there's so many people like like it's just normalized in our society it's normalized to skip breakfast it's normalized to like do you know what i mean just like well, i think even and I, I don't know enough about this to comment but good <laughs> uh what is it called intermittent fasting i'm like isn't that anorexia like, how about we I'm say that for sorry. a different episode because i have a lot of different things to when say I first about heard it, i'm like um 
there my, my mom did this one diet one time that was like consume 500 calories a day i'm like that is quite literally if you i mean i, I haven't done research on it in a while but 10 years ago when i was looking up stuff about anorexia like that is what anorexics shoot for 500 yep. calories a day no more i'm like and that's a diet that's like and there's a doctor that oh the <laughs> yeah the the intermittent fasting there's it's probably just like everything else there's pros and there's cons to it and it's your choice if you want right. to run, run through that and whatnot you know because it's, there's the same thing there's probably people out there who say having a cheat meal is not because basically the cheat meal but is what that, is a cheat meal though what uh, does that even mean well a cheat meal what would, does that even mean would be would be shocking your body with an overload of calories because then it makes your 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 uh, fat cell or your body burns faster because it's like oh my gosh i have all these calories so your body will burn fat faster and then you're like oh all this and then it keeps everything going and then you go back to your normal diet the next day and it stays at that at that basically that speed of burning calories again there's probably some pros to that there's probably some cons there's probably some real science to it there's probably some fake science to it the opposite would be intermittent fasting where you shock your body of not having anything in there and then going back and forth and again pros cons real facts no facts but that's that was my always my understanding of cheat meals versus intermittent fasting well, okay intermittent fasting whatever and like you said to each his own that's what i'm going to say about that yeah. um and the opposite of cheat day or whatever you want to call it it's like either or your body has a natural set point it has a natural homeostasis so i don't give a damn what you do intermittent fast or cheat day or you you had a bad weekend and you did all these things like your body is naturally no matter what you did your body is naturally going to go back to its natural set point and homeostasis and there's nothing like unless you're doing something like crazy like every single day of your life like your like body meth. your body knows what it's doing like period like yeah, you might shock your system, so to speak, or your metabolism, but that's because your body's like trying to figure out what the hell you're doing because you're not like doing normal, normal things. <laughs> yes, exactly. So it's like, I don't, I just personally, I stay away from those phrases like cheat days and cheat meals and like whatever, because that's like my personal preference. Well, every meal but, for me is no, a cheat meal. But, so. but that's, that's interesting But that's though. the thing is like, it's, it's commentary like that, that Tells us puts that it's these bad. negative yeah. stigmas in people's head, th making people think that certain foods are bad and certain foods. But it's like everything in moderation is actually freaking okay. So how did you get to that point? Can I ask that? Because that is a I, what, you're, freaking what you're describing <laughs> right now is very far from where you were. I know, I know. Before. It's it's actually it's actually funny. Um, it's taken me a lot. Um, because honestly, like, was there I, like a defining moment for you? Sort of. Um. So, like, I didn't want to get help at first. And like I said, it was a big secret. Like, it wasn't like I was telling people. And, like, even when I was, like, back at home with my parents, like, I would do the same thing. Like, run the shower and, like, throw up and, like, whatever. And don't quote me on the statistics. But um, in terms of mental illness, the second leading cause of death is eating disorders. So really? that, that was not enough to, like shock me out of i'm assuming suicide would be number one right um i think it's opioids actually or like something along those lines like drug addiction uh, okay but like i said don't quote me but i know it's up there on the list of mental health mm. in death and that's another thing is like people with eating disorders are more prone to suicide also um and i think too they're probably more prone to getting sick too because their body is their immune system is not working the way so oh i lost my period like there's so many physical things that happen to you like when like you go through stuff like this well, but a lot, of, a lot of time too mental illness is coupled with eating disorders if i'm oh, correct yeah. like a lot of people that suffer from one also suffer from the other yeah mm -hmm. I have several. Okay, so so yes, it's cool. Um, we each yes, have multiple personalities. Good company, baby girl. Yeah. So and that's what this podcast is for, right? Yeah, but it's not called a regular for nothing. The mentally ill. Yes. Um, yes. But like none of those things. Like I said, like I lost my period. Like my hormones were totally off. My mood was off. Like okay, you're hangry all the time because you're either not eating or whatever. So you know how that is. Like your your mood is totally off. Your hormones are off. Just all these things, but none of that was enough to get me to stop. I was like, well, I still kind of look like, but that's the thing. It's like, I never, no matter how much weight I lost, no matter like what I was doing, I still wasn't happy. It was never enough. It was like this empty void that I'm constantly trying to fill. And like, it was just like this back and forth thing, but none of that was enough to get me to stop doing what I was doing. So like what I had mentioned before was, um, it started to affect my throat. It started to affect my singing, um, which like, 
I don't know, like for whatever, like even as I say it now, like I have chills because like that's just something that's like very special to me. It's like my outlet in life. It's like music is huge to me. Like that's, I guess that's like one of my biggest fears is like losing my voice, you know, and if that happens, like whatever. But it's just like that was kind of like my wake up call that I was like, okay. Well, like the one thing I'm passionate about <laughs> is almost and gone. Could you, could you feel it? Could you hear it? Like yeah. what? Yeah, like it was bad. Like, You're like, what were your symptoms? Did it hurt I was like, to sing? Like my throat was, was like bleeding. <laughs> like, and oh, yeah, no. and it was just like wasn't good. And I was like, oh, well, I don't want to cause like permanent damage to my vocal cords. So I was like, well, this is me. How can I get around this? Well, I'll just starve myself instead and not do the throwing up and not eat. So it just like transitioned into something else. But at least I was able to get rid of that one behavior, which is how I was thinking in my head. And, um, that's really interesting for me to hear because again as everybody knows who listens to this like i listen to metalcore music and a lot of people are like how do those guys like not trash their throat and there's actually like a a like physical way of doing it without not trashing without trashing your throat and your vocal cords to not damage them and now i'm sitting here thinking like oh my gosh the amount of times that like i've gotten drunk and puked like has that like if i was a vocalist like you know i don't what I mean? think so because it's like i'm forcing it like sometimes your body does need you to throw up do you yeah, know what yeah, i mean yeah. so i don't i don't think it's it, and also it would safe, be like the quantity amount of times you well, know it'd be like but, if you were getting drunk every single day and puking every single day exactly <laughs> if that were the case i think you'd be more worried Maybe. about alcoholism than but, but <laughs> i get that i'm just sitting there thinking like man like i wonder like if there are like metalcore vocalists who do suffer from a, a you know eating disorder and it damages their throat and before you know it they have to stop doing what they love I think any vocalist would. I think yeah. any, any singer would. It, well, I just, like I said, I related because of the screaming aspect. You know what I mean? Because no, totally. you're already pushing it beyond to its limit, limits. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's really interesting. I never thought about that. Yeah. And so, but like I said, then I just made it transition into something else. Do you know what I mean? And then I was just like, all right, now I need to get on my shit and be anorexic. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, that's how my brain was working. And like, like you said, like, you're like, oh, well, you're in a such different place now. Like, I really am. Because sometimes, like, when I look back, I'm like, how did I even, like, I know how because it's part of the way I was raised. Like, there's there's so many contributing factors. But it's just, like, I I am in a better place right now. And, not, and I say that not to be like, oh, I'm in a better place. But, like, seriously, like, my story is, like, not, like, maybe the most severe or, like, whatever. But, like, that doesn't mean that, like, you can't get help. And that doesn't mean that you can't be better. Like you don't, and I think that's like the, I think that's like one of the biggest problems is that people think you need to look a certain way to have an eating disorder or like have an issue with your relationship with food or like have issues that need to be addressed, which is not true. Well, I think one common theme that we're finding at during this podcast is we, we bring on people who have been through tough things more often than not. And I think I can say off the top of my head, you're the third person in a row who has said, I know people have had it worse. I know my story isn't as bad. And I think one thing that we want to really say here is that don't compare we've said it a million times comparison is the thief of joy Mm -hmm. your story just because it you weren't hospitalized on the brink of death right you know that does not mean that it wasn't as hard as as that you know comparing your story is everybody's struggle is valid absolutely yeah so so i definitely wanted to say shannon we hear you and and thank you first of all for opening up about this and for putting your yourself out there but your struggle was valid. This is eight years of puking is a, a lot, a lot, I know. a lot of years, I know. a lot of years. <laughs> I know saying that out loud is kind of crazy, but um, so did you ultimately wind up like seeking help, or did you find it within yourself? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I did seek help, but all the help that I sought um, was kind of like I like I didn't want the help. Like I wasn't ready to get the help, so it was just like everything they said. I would just be like, yeah, and then like I would just totally just not even. Well, we've said it before on the podcast. Like most people that. Um, are looking for help. They're they're not going to help themselves, or they're not going to take the help unless they want to help themselves first. And clearly, you didn't want to help yourself, but you were just doing, you know, what felt the right thing was to do was to go get the help. Totally. But. And I think what's interesting that a lot of people might not know. I'm interested to see Bobby if you know this. There is actual support groups out there for eating disorders. Like oh, if you're like like f- like for to say go shannon don't stop puking you can do this like there's girls out there that will rally behind you to push you to do better in the eating disorder which is like so sad and it's it is and and they're not hard to find like they're out there and they're and it feels like your friends it feels like people that are there like trying to like push you to be a better you but like it's just so not realistic at all (laughs) 
but like that also just exists in general in culture as yeah. i've been saying like yeah. you don't even have to look far like for a support group like people will literally celebrate your weight loss like we said like no matter what the reason was that you got there so it's just like it's sad and like you know i just was there a person that turned it around for you was it kind of just the thing that you did on your own like it was kind of like I had seen a bunch of different people. They either like nutritionists or holistic people or like whatever. And like the thing is, like I was never being totally honest with them. Like I was never be going in depth of actually being like, oh well, like this. What is What does that sound like? What does that sound like? People who are trying to get out of a drug addiction. Yeah. They. They. they it they, is. They get, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's what, how we it's compared it earlier. Yeah. How we compared it earlier to, to drug addiction. It sounds exactly like that because most people are suffering from a drug addiction who go to get help. They usually lie. They, that's the first thing they do. They lie. They don't tell the whole truth. You know, I'm getting this or I did this today. I, that was really great. When they really didn't, they went and got high or they went and did something else. Like, and as long I can't you were trying to, to be manipulative, you were just probably I, trying to protect yourself is, is in like, some way. It, it was like I was on the fence. It was like I knew I needed help, but I didn't want to stop. Because I was like, well, what's going to happen when I stop? Like, I was afraid of what was going to happen to me. What was my identity going to be? Because I literally wrapped my identity up in my weight, in a number, on a scale, which is absurd. But when you're living in that, that's all you think about. Like, there is no rationale. That's what mental health disorders are. They're irrational fears. They're irrational thoughts. And, like, it was just, it's an obsession. It was like, I, no matter what I was doing, I was constantly thinking about food. Even if I wasn't eating it, I'm thinking about 24-7 um it also didn't like, help that you know for a long time you worked in the restaurant industry as well too yeah so. that was weird <laughs> that was totally weird yeah. um but like that like you know you don't really get to eat when you're working anyway. No. like no. they they literally starve you at, yeah but you you're surrounded at. by it yeah, still though no, so 100%. then that helps keep those thoughts rolling in your head it makes you so much hungrier so much hungrier yeah yeah a french fry tastes like filet mignon every time when you're hungry <laughs> at work every time I told myself I refused. It's funny that we actually say this because I told myself when I was really, really young, you know, what are you, like 12, 13, when you start like looking for like jobs where they're like bullshit things, I told myself I refuse to work in any type of food industry because I knew that I would be 300 pounds. <laughs> I knew because I would not stop. Because yeah. if, if I worked at Wendy's, it would be every now and then I'm just going to walk over, I'm going to grab a chicken nuggie. You know what I mean? I'm eating it You're and that's wrong. it. And then before you know it, and, you know, with with wrestling, that's the last thing, you know, that I should be doing because I was cutting weight for wrestling. And But if I had work on Sunday, I best believe that my, <laughs> my, my shift meal is going to be a number three, you know what I mean? Like, and I'm going to eat that shit, and then I'm going to eat. What's in a number three, do you know, off the top? Off the top of my head from Wendy's? Mm -hmm. Number three? It's a 10-piece chicken nugget. Come on, <laughs> dude. Come on. Listen, uh, I love my food, and Wendy's my bitch. So, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and I get now they got spicy. Let's go. But, yeah, so, like, I, I knew for a fact that if I worked in any type of – whether it was Wendy's or, like, a pizza pizza joint or something like that, I would – because I don't have self-control. You know what I mean? Or I, I did for a little bit, but then, you know, it went away after high school. <laughs> but that kind of, like, brings me back to what I was saying about how, like, they starve you when you're working at a restaurant. Like, well – why am I thinking about food 24 seven? Cause I'm starving myself yeah. because I'm not freaking eating. That's yeah. why. So it's like you become less obsessed and it becomes less of an addiction when you're just eating, when you're supposed yeah. to be eating, when your body tells you it's hungry, freaking eat. Yeah. Like, it, and it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't have to be something super healthy. Like if you want to eat a number three at Wendy's, like freaking go for it. Your body's hungry. Like it'll forgive you later. And like I said, homeostasis, like it will go back to its natural set point. You're not going to gain 15, whatever it is. Like it's just, it's not going to throw you off or whatever, just because you ate something that your body was like, I'm hungry. Let me eat that. I like, think it's so interesting that you can talk about it this way because hearing that is inspiring. I mean, I think if I'm anyone... going to go get Wendy's. <laughs> but I'm saying, is, is, I feel Let's like... all go to Wendy's after this guy. I'm down. I'm hungry. But okay. So I think, Pretty much, I don't want to say everyone because I don't know for sure, but a lot of people are at least conscious about what they're putting in their body, whether they know they're eating like shit every single day. Like we think about it, right? And, and hearing you say this, you are on the extreme of, of being so conscious and, and not eating at all. And now you're able to talk about food in such a healthy way, a healthier way than I can talk about it. I mean, I'm sitting here going over in my head all the things I ate after I left bobby's house last night oh. and just after his mom made his tacos i went home and ate so much more and i'm like 
well, was I hungry? Was I stressed? And like, you're just like, who cares? You ate it. And today's a new day. Like, I think it's so interesting that you were able to get from point A to point B. And regardless of how you got there, what that defining moment was for you, like, how do you feel now on the other side? Well, that's one thing I will say, though. Like, as much as I can talk about, like, who cares and, like, whatever, it's not like I don't ever have those compulsions. It's not like I don't ever have those thoughts anymore. I do. It's just, like, I know, like... You'd be lying to yourself if you did. Yeah, if like, you well, said I mean, you it's didn't. like an addiction, like, right? It is like, a lifelong thing. Like, it's always going to be something that is surfacing in the back of my mind, always. But the difference is that I don't solicit to those behaviors anymore. That's the difference. So it's like, I know that they're there, but it's like, I've gained a different sense of control where it's like, I'm in, I'm literally in control now. Oh, the I eating disorder. give you like a round of applause. Like, the eating disorder is in control. I'm actually in control. Whereas, like, before it was tricking me into think that, like, my eating disorder and me were the same and like that's the only way i could maintain control when really the control is me saying no to the eating disorder oh, amen that was profound that was, good. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. was really good so, okay so circling back to praising people for being thin like what because i'm trying to think like i i i want to give people compliments like bobby yeah. said like what do you what what's the the a better way to go about that i guess um like i said like i've done this too like and this is something that like i've had to learn like over the years because like i didn't realize like how detrimental it was until people started doing it to me and then i was like wait i was like i've totally complimented people and that girl was probably like on a coke binge like last weekend <laughs> like right. like i don't want to support that you know so it's like um i don't know i think it's just important like to just be mindful whenever you're commenting on somebody's body like i just don't think that you should comment on p- people's bodies yeah, that's a good point like and people can say otherwise like that's fine like i said to each his own but like I feel like if the door's opened by that person, then it's okay. Because, like, if someone, you know, for example, I know some people who have lost some, like, considerable amount, like, people who were, you know, like I said, like, 5'2 and 400 pounds. Yeah, and, and you want to acknowledge it. Yeah, I get it. And I get they, it. they, you know, and they've lost all this weight, and they've talked about it, and you're like, okay, good job, John. You know what I mean? Like, that is awesome. You look killer. Like, actually, who was I talking to the other day? Um I saw someone and they had lost like a nice amount of weight, but they look, I saw them at the gym. So they were healthy. And I was like, dude, you, you look good, man. They're like, thanks, man. I've been busting my ass. You know what I mean? Like, so, cause you don't want to miss out on those opportunities. Cause no, sometimes people need that extra push. But I like, think maybe another good thing would just be to say, Hey, you look really happy. Like you're glowing. Like what, you know, right. Mm-hmm. Share with me what you're, what's going on with you right now. And I think maybe they'd be like, Oh, you know, I've been working out, I've been eating better. And then maybe you can transition. Yeah. I'm it. not saying like, Oh, don't, ever comment on somebody's body i just think it's like it's a slippery slope do you know what i mean because you you don't always know what you're complimenting and like like i said it's hard for me too because you want to acknowledge those things you notice it so you want to acknowledge it and it's never i don't think anybody's ever coming from a place of like oh i want them to continue to self-harm like no it's not like that your intentions are pure yeah but like internally to that person it could have like detrimental effects and it sometimes does so i just think it's just important to be mindful of it is all yeah. i'm not saying like don't ever do it but yeah, just... because it could be the opposite you know what i mean it could be the opposite there could be someone who is busting their ass eating healthy you know working out real hard to lose this weight but they have these thoughts of like going back to their old ways or like i'm just i, I haven't encouraged i haven't yeah. gotten that compliment yet nobody mm-hmm. said anything like yo you look good and because i haven't gotten that yet i'm what am i doing here and i give up but it takes that one compliment that says Hey man, or you know, hey girl, you look great, you know, and you're like, fuck yeah, I'm gonna keep going. I got mm-hmm. that compliment. Mm-hmm. So it's like, like you said, it's very polarizing. Where it like is. you could say it, you can say it, and someone be like, okay, now you're affirming the fact that I have this eating disorder, you know, and it's working. So I'm gonna continue to self harm essentially. And then there's the other side where it could be a life changing moment for them to be like, okay, well there was my first compliment, and that's why I mean. I know. I've had it before. I've had it's I've had tricky. people be like, "Yo, man, I like that outfit." I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" Like I just went out <laughs> and bought this. You know what I mean? Like, let's go. You know, and I feel good about myself for a couple of days, and then it's like back to self deprecation. But you know, <laughs> but you know, but yeah. So like, it's 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 it, it's really interesting to think about that aspect where it's like, where do you? I just think where it's do you draw that line. I know, you know I mean? and it is hard because I have to ask myself that question too. Because I, but the bottom line and the point I was just trying to make is I just think it's important to bring awareness to that because even for myself who's somebody who struggled with that I've also made that same mistake and you know unintentionally complimented poor behavior to somebody so it's like I think it's just more so just being aware because I think we just say things a lot of the times off the cuff and we don't think about like our interactions with people and how that can have an effect 
So yeah, I don't I don't have an answer for that. I'm yeah. still that's okay. I'm still working on that you myself. You don't need one though. You don't I, need I know. One. I'm just no. saying. I'm just, I'm still the trying to figure that, we're that out. Talking as well. about it, and now yeah. hopefully people can walk away from this at we least, stir at least up a thinking discussion. about it. Yeah, just yeah. thinking about it. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, do you have any advice for someone who like you know? Again, you said that you had mentioned that, like, you know, if you're not in the right headspace, it might be tough to listen to, you know, basically what we just talked about for the last now 52 minutes. Um, But, you know, what would you say to someone who can make it through this episode or even if they can't make it through this episode um, to like as far as to get help or or like what what would what is step one, essentially? Okay, so everybody's different. Um, So like I said at the beginning, like I'm not here to prescribe anybody anything. But the things that helped me the most was not stepping on the scale. That was number one thing. And I know that's so, so hard for people. Like literally – Just throw it the fuck out. Like, Yeah, I don't have a scale because I – I mean, I I didn't have quite nearly your journey. But I mean – a lot of, I think a lot of women, a lot of people in general yeah, struggle it, with this. I have like a you, scale. I step on it every day. You don't have to have like an eating disorder to struggle yeah, with body image. I, I think it's for everybody. It's universal. I can't do it. I, I don't, I judge by how my clothes fit and how I feel because if I look at a number, it will drive me insane. Okay. I have a scale. I step on it every day. Every day. All right. We're going to go throw your scale up. Don't <laughs> <laughs> do that. Oh my God. That would drive me that would oh, drive, it does, I used oh, to weigh myself like insane. five or six times a day just that to was see my what life. I could do. Like that I was, was my life. Like if I pee, will I lose like point two? Like it, it like it, no, it's it, absurd. It, yeah, it's absurd. I know. And exactly I don't mean like you're absurd, like. but I'm just saying no, like that's yeah. what it is, and yeah. that's why it's like I think, and that's really hard for some people. So like you said, like if you're not ready to do that, like you're ready when you're ready. But it's like that was something that really helped me because it was like I no longer was even aware. Like you can, you, you know, measurement. you yeah. know, in your body, when your body feels different, you do not need to step on something to tell you, you know, how, like, cause this is what it was doing. It was affecting how, this is how I would see my day going every single day. So first thing I do is I body check in the mirror, lift up my shirt, you know, whatever, like, how do I look today? And then that dictated my mood for the rest of the day. It's like, it was like, that was me signaling, okay, how are we going to feel about ourselves today? You're like, why? You don't need That's to, insanity. Yeah. You don't you know need I mean? to do that. It doesn't need to dictate the way your day goes. I can still have a great day and like, maybe I'm a little heavier than I was yesterday. Who the fuck gives a shit? I'm sorry. That was like really inappropriate, but I'm, I mean that since sincerely yeah, and it's just Fully. like, but that's what I was doing to myself. I was setting myself up for failure every single day because I was like, okay, are we going to be in a good mood today? Are we going to be in a bad mood today? And it's like, that's so crazy. And so that was like my biggest thing is like try as best as you can, like not to weigh yourself. Like just don't do it. Like it's unnecessarily like you can trust your body and like you need to at some point you should be able to learn how to do that because your body is always going to be different throughout the rest of your life. And if you can't come to a term of acceptance with it like now like how are you going to be when you're 44 or like when you're 74 like your body is not going to be the same from day to day nor year to year and so like I think another thing that helped me was just like like you said like it's not necessarily like you have to like love your body every single day I think the first step is just acceptance just accepting it you don't have to love it um you just have to like accept it for what it is it is a vehicle that carries you through life that's essentially all it is it is skin and like exactly and i think acceptance over aesthetic is like the biggest thing for me because that's all i was focused on was the aesthetic and i'm not saying that like you can't have a an ideal for your body or whatever but i just think it should be secondary to acceptance because like i said like if you have this ideal of an aesthetic well that aesthetic is going to go away when you're like 44 or 50. Like, you, like I said, like you change. So you have to be able to accept your body in all forms at all stages. Um, so those, two I think things. that's huge because like, I, t- I, I, I definitely know what that's like. You know what I mean? Like I've accepted that I'll never, I, I'll never have a six pack. It's just, I never have. I, even when I was a skinny little boy back in high school, I've never had a six pack of mine. It's just I, not how I'm genetically made up. But so I've accepted that, but I still haven't accept like accepted the fact that I still don't like how I look. You know what I mean? But those are two totally different things. You know what I mean? Like, and one is easy to accept, and one is hard to accept. And obviously, I haven't gotten there it's to that process, point. It's a process, though. I mean? But like, at least you're aware of it. I think awareness is always the first step to anything. You know, like awareness then leads to acceptance. So. You're on the right track, Bob. Thanks. I <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you for the affirmations. I love it. I love it. Yeah, but I think those two things would be my biggest thing. I think, like, 
and and also seek help if you're able to. I know not, that's not accessible to everyone, but I also think that like therapy is helpful because I don't know. Don't you don't have to say you don't have to like be uh, reserved when you say that we fucking love therapy. I just here. I just posted about it today. On our yeah, Instagram. no, <laughs> I just like I know like some people are like, well, I can't I can't go to therapy, and like that's totally valid. But I'm just saying like if you are able or like whatever. I think it is helpful to talk to somebody because the behaviors are just symptoms of an underlying feeling or emotion that's not being met. That's what it is at the end of the day. Like all another the, set of powerful words. Mm-hmm. I love that. All the behaviors are symptoms. Like everything that I was doing, like that wasn't the problem. Like that was part of the problem. But the real problem is well, so much deeper. Yeah, right. it's what you're numbing. It's what you're distracting from. It's what you're afraid of or like whatever. So that's why I think it's helpful to get to the root. And that's why I am able to look back now and be like, oh, connect the dots. And this is how this all came up to, to be all came like to pass. So it's just like, yeah. Awesome. I'm like, I, I described this last episode that Bobby was just like back in his chair. just like eyes wide. Like, oh, my God, that's how I feel this time. Everything you're saying, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa here we are. <laughs> mind blown. Like, uh, this makes so much sense. And I'm like, holy shit. That's, I think I think it was great. I mean, um, as always, we usually um, offer we kind of did just kind of get them. But just in case you never know, um, like offer our guests a closing argument or anything else that you want to say. I think we kind of just got that. But if there is one more thing, feel free to fire away at that. Um, we're going to Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> so are number we, three. Are we getting number three spices or? <laughs> but, um, I, I don't know. Um, are you open to people reaching out to you and, and speaking to this? Oh, 100 percent. 100 percent. Like, I, I honestly do have a lot of conversations with people like this, like either in my DMs or like whatever. And like I said, like, I'm not here to like necessarily give advice because I don't think that that's. Yeah, but some of the best advice comes from people who have, one, been through it, and two, who are your peers. So, like, if someone is a 30-year-old young female, <clears throat> excuse me, um, who is struggling with this but hasn't said anything to anybody because yeah, they're like, afraid to talk I mean. to like, their I'm, therapist. I'm here or, for support all day, but, like, I am i can't be the one to, like, guide you through it cause, just because I feel like everybody is individual in their experience. So, you're like, a shoulder uh, to lean on. I just – right. I'm totally here for support. I'm totally here if you ever want to talk, but, like, don't – like, I'm not your guru, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah that's <laughs> like, fine. That's is there fine. anything else that we didn't touch on that you'd like to discuss? And I also just want to say, like, um, I think I mentioned it before, but like, you know, your like I said, your struggle doesn't have to be super severe in order for you to address these things or think that you need help. Um, if anything of what I said, like, no offense, like triggered you or like made you feel a certain way, like that is a good indication, not necessarily that you have an eating disorder, but that you should evaluate your relationship with food and you should evaluate your relationship with your body. And like, it is so common that it's just like not something that you should ever be ashamed of ever, because I think it's so much more common than we realize. And that's kind of why I wanted to like open up this discussion is just for people to feel like they can talk about it and they can be free to be like, oh, wow, somebody understands and I'm not alone because things like this are very isolating and they like I said it's a big secret so it doesn't have to be a secret <laughs> and it doesn't have to be the worst of the worst I think if if you're triggered and you're feeling like oh you know I, I kind of think that too talk to someone talk uh, to Shannon talk to honestly I think I think what you said there was was a great um like a great point in the sense that like if anything you heard in this episode made you feel a certain type of way might it's might be time to like look in the mirror it's not a bad thing thing, but it might be time to look in the mirror and say oh shit like let's like you said reevaluate this because it can get dangerous very quickly it's a slippery slope you know and i think like a lot of people aren't aware like you know what i mean because i said like a lot of things are normalized that actually aren't normal so like some people might not even be aware that like they are you know being super rigid or being super restrictive with things that they don't necessarily need to do that are actually harmful to their bodies or harmful to and themselves it's lonely it's and their mental health like yeah. period like eating disorders are a mental health disorder mm-hmm. period so mm-hmm. i love it i love it so um uh, on that note shannon thank you so much i know this is a very like I, we had mentioned before you know it's a very emotional topic it's very um difficult to discuss and, um, and her eyes welled up with tears a couple times during this yeah, episode you could, so you, thank you yeah we we my do my heart's beating very fast <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i mean it's not easy to talk about this stuff um but that's what this platform's for and that's and that's and i'm happy that one that you reached out and said hey like this is something i'm passionate about also i'm kind of fucking moving to colorado in four days so <laughs> and ironically it is national eating disorder awareness week yes. correct? it is it is so it the is. stars aligned and <laughs> here we are yeah. yeah thank you thank you so much um so if you want you know 
you said that you don't mind people reaching out. If you want to plug your uh, Instagram or whatever social media, how people can get a hold of you, feel free to do that now. You can slide into my DMs at Shannon, S-H-A-N-N-O-N-N-N, so three N's, and then Teal, T-E-A-L. That's my middle name. There you go. I never knew that. I always wondered where the teal came from. I'm yeah. Shannon Teal. I knew that. <laughs> I've also known her since I was 12. So. Oh. All right, yeah. Bobby, what's your Instagram? <laughs> yeah. to him. Everyone, Yo everyone Bob. knows. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. See, she knows. Um, so um, feel free to follow my personal Instagram. It's at yobob, E-Y-O-O-O underscore B-O-B. And make sure you follow the irregular uh, Instagram page as well, at irregular podcast. And of course, my Instagram page. Uh, don't mess up the spelling of my name or I will <laughs> come for you at 3 a.m. apparently. It is at... <laughs> That's K-A-I-T-Y underscore A-N-I. Also, don't forget to join our Facebook group. And on that note, we will talk to you next Thursday. Love you. Love you guys.